Hi, I'm uh, John Lunn. Um, I'm here to talk to you uh, today about uh, film music, TV music, an area I've been working in for about 20-25 years. It's now become all-consuming. Um, and I'm here to talk to film music media access all areas. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> We will access all the areas. John, yeah. thank you so much for uh, for sitting down this evening. It's such a great pleasure to meet you. Um, I know it's you're a pleasure. Lagged, so thanks for. I'm, I'm I'm not sure if I'm jet lagged. You know, it's actually it's one of those. You don't know where you are. Yeah, my body has no idea what time it is. Um, but to start, I just kind of love to talk about kind of your your kind of origin story, kind of going back to your childhood, growing up in Glasgow, and and when when did music kind of enter your life, and how did it turn into a career? Yeah, um, well, uh, look, my fa uh, by the time I was born, my father my father had previously been a saxophone player in a jazz band. Oh, wow. He was never really a professional, but he was a massive jazz fan. So even though um, I actually didn't grow up in Glasgow, I was born in Glasgow, oh, okay. but, but grew up, you know, quite a bit further north mm. um, in a little village near Sterling called Bridge of Allen. Um, and it was quite unusual to have a kind of sax playing <laughs> father in those days. But there was a lot of jazz in the house. Um, he was a massive Miles Davis fan, Duke oh, Ellington, nice. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I was kind of absorbing it all without really, you know, knowing kind of what it meant. And then, uh, and my mother was quite into classical music because there was quite a lot of Bach going on in the house. and. Um, and originally they wanted me to play the, learn the violin when I was about eight and for some stupid reason I just resisted. I thought it was a kind of, I was more interested in football. <laughs> and, um, but then by the time I got to 12 and a, so this would be 1968, 1969, you know, there's a lot of interesting music around, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Deep Purple, kind of that whole sort of progressive rock thing. I, at 12 years old I started to kind of get into it. And um, and actually, that really led me to getting into Miles Davis big time by the time I was 13, 14, and then kind of left all that progressive rock music behind. And, yeah. and then it all started to make sense, you know, I started getting into Bach. And when I was about 13 or maybe even 14, I thought I should really be playing an instrument. I'm so obsessed <laughs> with music. And I went along to school and um, I, I really wanted to play the cello. Um, and there was, they had no vacancies, but they did have a vacancy for double bass, mm. which actually turned out to be a bit of a godsend because, well, 14 is a bit late to start playing cello, really, you know. And, right. But as 14 is actually quite a good, quite a good age to play double bass, mainly because of the size of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I, I took to it immediately and then immediately, about three months later, started the piano. Um, <laughs> I think because I had started music relatively late, um, you know, starting playing the piano at 14, there's no way I was ever going to be a concert pianist. Mm. Um, uh, so I'd always had this idea that my life in music would not exactly be focused entirely on playing it, which was, in those days, a lot of the education was around about, you know, was teaching you to, to perform other people's music. Right. And um, 
so by the time I was 18, I instead of going to music college, I decided to go and study it at university because I was becoming a bit more interested in how music was put together. I mean, I still didn't know I was going to be a composer Yeah. then. What was your major? Um, it was music. Just music? Just, it was just music, yeah. yeah. Um, I went to Glasgow University and that was a great choice. It was a great idea. Um, you know, I did so many, so much different music. You know, yeah. they had an electronic music studio. It was the very mm -hmm. early days of that. We had an EMS Synthi 100 massive synthesizer <laughs> that needed its own room. Right. You know, um, but all that was really, and so, you know, after four years there, I, I, I left, you know, really wanting to be a composer. Yeah. And then, um, I, so, and then I, I lived this kind of slightly, uh, a kind of schizophrenic life being, on the one hand, really wanting to be an avant-garde classical composer, you know, like mm. Stockhausen and, you know, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was also in quite a few pop bands mm. yeah. as well. I think that was the so, general path. Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of. And, 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 uh, and, and looking back on it now, that it seemed unusual at the time, but actually I've met so many people who've, you know, done something, you know, quite kind of quite similar. And the pop music led me down to London. Mm. Uh, and then I joined a quite an experimental band called Man Jumping, which we were, we never really made it to the States, but we're pretty big in Britain and Europe mm. in the 80s. And, um, and that led to me working with uh, dance companies, modern dance companies, not ballet, but modern dance, right. you know, like London Contemporary Dance Theatre. And I, first of all, I was playing with them, and then I started writing, you know, uh, you know, scores for them that were quite programmatic in nature, kind of there, there was a sort yeah. of story element, although it was quite oblique and, you know. And, but you're also and scoring motion and exactly. movement, so you're really training absolutely. yourself to, you yeah. know, image so, and music. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a really good grounding. Yeah, for sure. And also, uh, it was a sort of world that kind of also in, was not a million miles away from TV and movie, you know, there was yeah. quite a few, you know, I noticed that lighting designers were, you know, working in the theatre and working mm -hmm. in television at the same time, you know, and then met a few other composers who were, you know, dabbling in TV and so, and, and then finally, <clears throat> I got an opportunity to do my first, it was a television movie, uh, but I was 31 by this stage, mm -hmm. um, but I completely took to it. Yeah. I, and the other thing was I'd had 10 years of doing virtually every conceivable style of music in some form or another, you know, yeah. before that. So I had a really good grounding. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that's yeah. such an interesting path, taking that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Downton Abbey is the most famous thing uh, I've done, and I had six seasons of it. So right. by the end of it, I was getting slightly worried that I was being typecast for, you know, that kind of music. Right. And so they, uh, so I really wanted to do something different. So I went straight on to The Last Kingdom, which was this kind of, you know, Netflix, ninth century, yeah. you know, epic, you know, story. In fact, we're on, we're now on series four right. of that. Yeah. I'm in the middle of that at the moment. Um, and, uh, and that's all analog synthesizers and this fantastic singer, Ivor. So that was important for me to, to do something completely different like yeah. that. I mean, when you were <clears throat> getting started, 
are are you aware of i guess i mean you even before you had your first film were you kind of trying to build your musical identity were you trying to be like i want to be i want my music to sound like this or i want to write in this style or and did you have any like a <clears throat> people that you're inspired by whether they're bands or other composers that you kind of wanted to take after or? no i mean not really i you know every every project you know i kind of approach mm. slightly differently Just you know they, yeah. yeah and also every project needs the music to be doing something slightly different right as right. well you know whether it needs kind of help in the storytelling or whether it needs to be you know move things on or you know and um, and i suppose that element of it um, you know, I had to learn very quickly because in my day, there wasn't really anywhere you could go to study this. You just yeah, had to, yeah, yeah. you know, you had to, you know, evolve. Um, but very quickly, you know, I did understand, you know, what the music, why music was being used in a film. And that's basically, you know, the level of storytelling and the heightening of uh, emotion and, and how important it was to understand exactly what was going on in the movie and you know, and looking at an actor's, the way an actor phrases something and even just a, mm -hmm. you know, a little move of an eyebrow, you right. know, there's, you know, it's all that kind of, you know, so, <laughs> so in fact, um, and I did learn very quickly that um, composing away from, I, do, I never compose now uh, without looking at the, the, the thing I'm working on itself. Mm -hmm. I never do, I never just sit down at the piano and try and come up with something because um, I usually come up with something much Far too musical and and mm. and uh, and and complicated, you know. It doesn't work <laughs> for the picture. I can yeah. only really tell by you know watching the picture. So yeah. So let's, <clears throat> your process overall is it just you're you're you waiting for that first cut to kind of dig into? Do you ever, if you're on early enough, do you try to read the script? Like kind of... I always read the script. Mm. Um, although it's not entirely useful because you can't really tell from a script. You know how fast-paced the editing is going yeah. to be. Um, you know how uh, you know how an actor really says something, and of course, you know the eventual cut could well change, change yeah. quite a lot. You <laughs> yeah. know from the script, but you know it gives you an idea. Mm. So yeah, I usually read the script. Um, I might follow. Depends how busy I am. You know, I might follow. You know, some of the rough assemblies and you know in the first cuts, and but generally I won't start work until. The film's been locked. Yeah. Yeah, because the music is so much about the timing. Absolutely. You know, you know and you can really only do that once. A, I mean, technically, the pictures can change, and sometimes they right. do. But, but you have the general feel yeah. and the general <clears throat> pacing of everything. Yeah. Um, do, what, I guess, do you, what's, I guess, the, I'll go with this question I like to ask composers. Where does the first note come from? Oh, that's a, such a good question, Kai. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as even to this day, you know, I still, I, I still, it's still really nerve-wracking that beginning. Is it? Do you do you get writer's block? Is it is something? Do you have mm -hmm. to sit there and just just you just hope that it comes? Mm -hmm. I do get writer's block. Well, yeah. Do you? But do, and do it's you, fear of failure. Yeah. I think that drives you. You know, on there is uh, yeah. There's a quote that I really love. Um, I read when I was in film school. Robert Rodriguez's book. He made a book called Rebel Without a Crew when he was in Mexico and had no money and just and he said something. I I I don't fear failure. I fear failure in front of other people. And that for some reason has always stuck with me because you're always just nervous. I guess of just like they're gonna find out you're a fraud or something. You know? I mean, it's <laughs> astonishing. I mean, you yeah. know that. I mean, I've even just... though you've done it before, you know. 
In fact, I just had it, you know, like six weeks ago, I was, I'm doing this new uh, Julian Fellows um, uh, uh, television series um, uh, called Belgravia, mm. set in 1820. Great script, uh, beautifully acted, directed. Um, and, you know, could I come up with, I just couldn't come up with anything that kind of, you know, really worked for it. It took me two or, two or three weeks. Wow. Of, but just sheer concentration, you know, mm. and then now I'm on to, you know, I think I've just, I've nearly finished episode five yeah. and, and now I'm completely on it. Yes, and you, you feel know, comf but, confident again. <laughs> but but it's a really scary moment, yeah. you know, for two or three weeks and and people are, I mean, not, I mean, nobody, nobody was hassling me saying, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, are you, are you know, can, any chance of hearing anything? And I'm going, <laughs> oh no, sorry, no, no, yeah, no. no. Is it a, is your, is your writing, do you feel very vulnerable when you're writing? Is it a vulnerable process? Mm -hmm. Like, do you just like to isolate yourself or mm -hmm. do you like to talk with people and like? No, no, uh, no it's a very solitary business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, especially those, that first, those first ideas are really crucial and I need to be on my own to do that because I, I just need to focus, yeah. you know, and, and, and concentrate and, and, and of course everybody's looking for, you know, a piece of genius really for their, right. you know, so it's, you know, the, the expectations are, there's pressure, yeah, yeah are pretty high. Because they want yeah. their show or movie <clears throat> to stand out from everything else, so. Exactly. Yeah. You and know. they always look at the composer to be like, okay, fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when you're kind of starting and, and going back to that first note question, do you tend, you talked about reading the script, you talked about waiting for that first kind of locked cut, um, but where do you, do you gravitate towards more? Do you like focusing on the performances maybe, or do you just look at the cinematography or just the editing? Is that what, is there something that inspires you more than something else? Um, I think it's it, it not, 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 not really any one specific thing. Mm. Um, you know, I'm looking for that idea that, you know, when somebody hears it, they can no longer imagine mm. the same picture without that music right. on it. And I can I can tell when I've got it. Yeah. You know, I can't explain that to anybody else. It's just a gut instinct. It's just a gut instinct, yeah. And uh, how, how, do the creators and directors you work with often, they give you temp, temp music to work with? Yeah. So how, yeah. in terms of... Well, that was interesting for Belgravia because, because um, later, certainly the last three or four years, I'd suddenly realised I hadn't actually done anything new for about three years because you know well, I was doing The Last Kingdom was series four I've been doing Grantchester that was we're, you know we're now about to start series five right Shetland you know was series six yeah uh, and Downton Abbey movie right you know kind of the kind of the, the, the sound world of those have all been created you know yeah. I mean they all each series requires you know new material and stuff sure, like that but sure. the actual you know, you know, I've already cracked the, you know, the, and so Belgravia, I suddenly realised, oh my God, can I still do it? Can I still kind of create, you know, a new, a new sound world? A new sound. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's talk about that start, that process. So, I mean, you've built, I mean, you've worked in film and TV, but, you know, TV, you've done so many amazing series throughout your career. Yeah. And television, of course, it's, I mean, for, I guess let's start with, what are the differences, I guess, between UK TV and US TV? I know... Do you, do you, is there a difference? I, I'm not sure there's much of a difference now. Mm. And there certainly was when I started. And the reason I got into TV was 
um, I, I started out doing a lot more film, mm. um, and then uh, the, the the film industry in Britain kind of went down a bit about fifteen years ago. Kind yeah. of the funding became a bit frustrating, and um, you'd get asked to do something, and then it would never happen when it said it was mm. going to happen, and there were budgetary problems. And also, it was a bit frustrating, uh, you know, music being one of the last things. You know, you quite often the the budget was spent by the time we got around to the exactly. music. Exactly, you have no budget and, you know, and, then I got, and, and then I also went through a frustrating process of being everybody's second choice, oh, you know, yeah. for, a, for, for a film. And then um, there was one big film, I, I won't name what it was, but... Um, you could. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I remember being really, I came very, very close to that, and the mm. director wanted me to do it, but the producer wanted somebody, oh, and, yeah, and the producer got, got his way. Um, f- fine, absolutely fair enough. And then at the same time, I got offered uh, Bleak House by the BBC, which mm. was, um, you know, a television drama, you know, sixteen-hour right. kind of television series, and it was brilliant. It was brilliantly done. Yeah. And I suddenly realised, oh my God, you got eight, you know, eight sixteen hours of, you know, you de- you can develop your material. Um, and I actually really quite enjoyed that, you know, yeah. kind of come up with you, you know, and 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 the level of 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 complexity that you could get into over, uh, uh, you know, such a long storyline. Yeah, so and then long. the other important thing was financial as well, because um, I suddenly realised that television series, you know, I was getting certainly I was getting a hundred percent publishing and a hundred percent mechanicals, right? You know, all over the world <laughs> on these things, you know, and I suddenly, you know, you were getting. You know, I was, I was so, so financially that the whole television thing was really quite interesting. And yeah. I was beginning to get, you know, a return on that I'd never got for any film. Wow. Um, and so I gradually started doing more and more TV. Yeah. Really. Um, so, yeah, so going back to kind <clears throat> of uh, starting on a series... And you talked about finding, having to get that point, starting from scratch, and you say it's kind of you know a difficult process. But I get, how 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 hard is it to, especially now in your career, to start on a brand new series, and not kind of dip back into the world you've done before and come up with something new? How do you? I guess what's the goal to finding the sound of the series? Like, is it just about seeing that pilot, uh, talking with the the showrunner, or anything? Like, how do you? What's the key to finding, uh, giving the sound identity of a, of a series? Well, I do spend um, quite, a, I, I spend quite a lot of money on things that make sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you have a lot of toys. A lot of toys, yeah. you know, and every project requires more toys. Mm. Uh, not because it's indulgent, but I'm kind of looking for uh, some kind of, you know, inspiration or some other new, different sound that, that I can that I can utilize yeah. for it. And so, in my studio, I'm a bit like a one-man band. You know, somebody once suggested I should just strap a bass drum to my bag, <laughs> but I'm constantly. You know, I've got loads of instruments. You know, in my studio, percussion. I can't really play a wind instrument, which mm. is really frustrating. Um, but I can. You know, I can play percussion, I can, any stringed instrument I can sort of put my hand to. And uh, and so I do, I like that. And I also, I like in, in the involvement of playing a cue. Mm. You know, quite, I'm, I, I, 
I've been doing a little bit of teaching, not much because I'm so busy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to get my, you know, my students to have, to actually have a go at a cue. In, in, I don't care what it is they're playing, but to get kind of emotionally involved in the cue, to get some kind of shape to it. You, mm. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you know, play. I mean, I use a piano usually, or you know, in the case of Jamestown, I use the, the you know, the mountain dulcimer. I just sit there and what, you know, and watch it and kind of improvise to mm. the picture. You know, and it, but it gave me a gives me a, a shape to it and, a, yeah. and an emotional involvement. You know, as as a playing to it. So I'm because so I'm not one of those people that sits down and crafts. You know, every note and mm -hmm. and I also I don't spend a lot of time, um, you know, mocking up either. You know, because most of my mockups, you know, I'm very lucky. But that you know, if, if I'm using an orchestra, it'll all get replaced by yeah. you know real instruments. I mean, and and also I mean. I, it'll probably get replaced by myself as well, you know, kind <laughs> right. of, so, so, so I don't spend a lot of time, time on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you're working on a, on a series, it can be whether, whatever series, <clears throat> do you tend to try to, I mean, I need to switch my language because a season here is a series for Yeah, you. sorry, you know, I get mixed so up you're with a that. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about seasons. Season, so yeah, in, yeah. in a season of a series, <laughs> Do you try to look at it as uh, kind of one big arc, or do you kind of eat, take each cha each episode as a chapter and you go three act, three act, three act, three act, or do you kind of look at it? Okay, I can create a, a long arc throughout the entire season. I sometimes that's difficult because the way that the the, the schedules work. Mm. Yeah, I might have read the script, but I might not see. Uh, you know, I might by the time I see episode ten. I'm probably working on episode four, mm. so that's a bit tricky to do. But I do think about an episode like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I do think of, I, I do think about the shape of the, uh, of the, of the, of the, the music in in an entire episode. And in fact, I think you also think about the key structure. Yeah. As well, um, you know, of an entire episode, even if there's, you know, a five minute gap between. Cues, right. I, you know. I think your ear can maintain that key structure without being really, you know, aware of it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm aware of it. Yeah, right. Kind of. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, but it's would be tricky to 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 do a, do an overall kind of thing. overall art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you deal with? Um, I know it's becoming less and less of a thing these days with streaming, but like commercial breaks. Um, do you do you do work on shows that have are they aired without commercial? Yeah. You know, so when so, you when you have those act outs, like is it is it tricky to navigate that when you have to have a kind of an out like okay we're having a commercial break here? Do you know when the commercial breaks? Are? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So yeah. is it is it a challenge to navigate that or is it, it kind of it acts like almost like a like a checkpoint? Just kind of got used to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't. Mean I mean, what I try not you. what I try to tell everybody to do is if. If it means you know that they want music and the the cue's only be going to be like two or three seconds long mm. to take you out, I say listen, don't bother. Yeah. you know, just it's pointless. <laughs> right. You know, um, but of course, if the cue's like a minute long and you know and leads you up to a part break, then absolutely fine. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, you know, I go for that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about main title themes. I think mm -hmm. that that's such a big thing for TV and. You know, everyone has their favorite main title theme, and and the, the, the kind of the, the calling that calls you to the couch to sit down. Absolutely. Where I guess where in the process does that come? Like, is it the first thing you work on, or is it 
just comes after you do the pilot? No, or? I mean, and this I've learned this from experience. I uh, I say I just try and get everybody to relax about the title music. Yeah. Said so let me work on the first episode. Let me work on the second episode. Probably by the end of the second episode, at least there'll be some some piece of music that will be crying out saying to you saying this is oh, the okay. this is the title so you you, know, you kind of wait for it to rise i wait itself. for it to rise yeah oh that's interesting yeah. yeah because i feel the title it needs to be part of the body of the show i True. think i think and and quite often the 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 uh the 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 video that you have to work with for a title sometimes bears very little relation to to the actual show mm. it, itself um, you know, and like in the case of Downton Abbey, for instance, what happened there was, um, although this was slightly unusual, was the very first episode um, of this first series didn't actually have a title sequence. It started right. immediately, you know, with a train, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, da, 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 kind of. <laughs> um, then there was a, a lone figure staring kind of rather forlornly out of the window and I, I picked out this kind of rather lonesome sort of right. single note piano tune. Dun, 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 Yeah. Um, and then there was a telegram. Uh, uh, we were all, the train was also following telegram wires and the telegram was carrying information that the heir to Downton Abbey had been drowned on the Titanic. Mm. The audience don't know any of this at yeah. all. They don't know who the guy in the train is. They don't know where the train's going. Um, but the music is kind of investing it with a sort of, you know, a kind of inform- emotional information about, yeah. you know, what you're going to see. And eventually that that first scene arrives at the house and the harmony kind of expands out as well, kind of in a rather grandiose yes, yes. way. So those elements of the chugging, the energy of the train, the solo piano tune, and then the telegram with this rising kind of da 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 kind of those elements were all kind of part of the yeah. and then the very next scene was the house being woken up by the servants and and the house was a bit like the train you know yeah. it was like uh, I had its you know the same it was like a well-oiled like machine an engine getting going an engine, and engine and getting going exactly you know so the same sort of material um worked worked really well and then there was several other places in that episode with that music so by the time we got to the end of episode one you know, everybody loved that music, and you know, I was asked to do a thirty-second version of it, which I did, and uh, and then they put the pictures to the music. Yeah, so, I mean, that, I feel like that has to be the case, right? To get that perfect kind of the, music, <clears throat> the picture has to kind of mold to the music, and the music. Yeah, well, it's quite unusual though. Quite often, that, I get given the, the graphics, yeah, and really? and you know, and have to and have to write to it, fit it into it, fit it. But but in the case of Downton. Um, it was the complete opposite, and and what's interesting, I think, is that is because if you look at it, I mean, the titles are great, I think, for for Downton Abbey, but you know, it starts off with a dog's bottom, and mm-hmm. you know, and then somebody's you know wiping a chandelier, <laughs> and you know, it doesn't, you know, the pictures don't give you really any idea yeah. of the the range of emotion or, you know, what what it is that you're about to see. The music's doing absolutely everything absolutely you know yeah <laughs> um and so but I, if i'd been given those graphics to, and asked to do a title music i'd have probably written something completely different really yeah, yeah that's yeah. interesting so nowadays i insist that you know the title will come 
you know, at some point there'll be a piece of music and the same things just happened for Belgravia for me, you know. It's a little bit of a misnomer, the name Belgravia, because it's an area in London. I mean, it's kind of like the Beverly Hills of London. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, I, and, but it's actually quite a heartbreaking story, but it's still called Belgravia, so I can't ignore that. And hey presto, right about, you know, I think two-thirds of the way through episode two, there's a moment that needed a really good piece of music and, you know, I wrote it for that scene, inspired by the scene. As soon as I got to the end, right, that's it. That's the title, you know. <laughs> and 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 you know, and it and it I think that's good. It comes kind of out of it's still inspired yeah. by the by the picture, what you what you're seeing and you know, and it and it's integrated, you know. Into and then the, you you as the storyteller, you've been immersed in the world and the characters already. Yeah. And that, and that so the music is being inspired by that rather than just a series of images and a time frame, a time frame. To exactly. Yeah, 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 that's a great process. Yeah, and in fact, we've done the same process. I mean, I think they were working on the graphics of that while I was also doing the music, and then so I gave them, mm. you know, like I think in this case it's forty-five second title, and then what they'll do is they'll just tighten up the graphics so that it fits, you know, with yeah. the with the music. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I love main titles. They like get me in the mood, and and it's kind of. The one thing about Netflix and stuff I don't like is like you can just like they have the function where you can just skip it and I, and I get it if you're binging but it's like no I want to watch the main titles like absolutely like yeah it's such a shame yeah. that they have that option where you can just like ah skip it skip it but I'm like no that's part of the part pacing. of the absolutely it yeah sets the stage you know yeah yeah let's let's focus on Downton Abbey a bit um, yeah so I mean you just had this amazing film yeah I mean. What, I guess what was your reaction uh, to when you heard they were doing we were going to do a movie? Was that when did that come in the planning? I guess. Um, well, I suppose I I I do a lot a lot of work for the company right. that, that that makes Downton Abbey anyway. Um, so I was always kind of kept in the loop because I was working with them on on other projects, you right, know. And then, right. you know, it did. Uh, there was a time where it kind of disappeared and we all thought well it's not going to happen and um i i think the, you know it's difficult i think getting everybody together in one place it, tough, you know yeah. it kind of but um event, at least uh, about at least a year and a half ago uh we it really looked like it was you know going to be on and uh so no i think we were all kind of quite excited i think i think we all felt um that you know we hadn't the story wasn't finished. Mm, yeah. Kind of. And when you started working on this film, I guess how how did you want it to? How did you want the music to be in this film compared to the series? Did you want it to feel like a continuation? Did you want it to be something kind of more like a prologue or an epilogue or whatever, you know something like that? <clears throat> um, well, um, it's not. I mean, the movie is not like a remake of the TV series. Right. You know, it's the story actually follows straight on from where exactly. we left off. Yeah. I mean, I think there's maybe a year, a year and a half's gap. So um, a lot of the themes and a lot of the relationships that, you know, that 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 ended the series kind of, you know, carried on, mm -hmm. you know, into the beginning of the movie. Um, and like, you know, every episode, um, there was always some music that was continued. And then there was always some new storylines, new characters. You know that needed new music, and yeah. and and the movie was just exactly the same. Yeah. Um. I mean, the main differences were, uh, you know, I I did. There's no. You know, I had a bigger budget. 
You that's know. must have been nice. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and uh, Because, uh, I mean, the music was always very filmic um, anyway. Yeah, in Downton, very much. You know, for the TV, yeah. for the TV series. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really that different. Um, and so I just basically doubled the, the size of the string orchestra. Mm -hmm. uh, still only used like a vibraphone. Oh, I had four French horns instead of one French horn. A cor anglais and a soprano saxophone. Use that budget, you know, and me playing the piano. So you know, we didn't. I didn't go full orchestra. Right. You know, didn't have a big, you know, brass section or you know, the whole woodwind section. Uh, and we used a couple of percussion instruments. So I wanted to keep, kind of keep the, you know, the fabric of it. Absolutely. You know, the same, but it's just on a bigger, you know, grander scale. Was it I, interesting doing that time frame, like a two-hour or however long the film is? Versus well, we'd actually been doing these uh, Christmas specials, yeah, yeah, right, you know, yeah. which were about that length. So it's and, like anyway, it. so you know, it wasn't really wasn't that that different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, how how would you describe how the music has evolved? I guess from season one up to the film, has it? <clears> has, <throat> how would you? How is it the trajectory of it over the course of the years? Has it changed, or is it? It hasn't really changed all that much. Um, the music's very... Uh, individual characters don't really have their own themes. The right. themes are more to do with the relationships between those characters. Right. And the music works as a kind of emotional shorthand, mm. especially with such a large, large cast. I mean, it's not so important in the movie, in that the, the, you know, the movie has one kind of really sort of big story that all, you know, there's a few other little stories come off. But in a TV series, you know, there's multiple story strands going on all the time. And the music was, was, was very good at kind of, you know, letting people know what, you know, how those previous characters had left off and how their relationship was kind of, yeah, you yeah. know, evolving. Um, and in the movie, uh, yeah, I carried, I kind of carried on with that really. Um, although there was one big sort of story arc to the movie. Right. Yeah. But essentially, no, the function of it hasn't really changed. Yeah. Except, you know, the first five minutes is just, it's just, just music. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, it's doing, doing everything. Um, and do, you, fact, do you feel pressure in those situations where you're like... Well, I knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, I talked, the director talked to me about it mm -hmm. and we, you know, we knew, we knew the first five minutes was going to be no dialogue, mm. you know, it was going to be all music and we we're going to be following this letter, you know, <laughs> that was coming to arriving to Downton Abbey that was, say, the king and queen are coming, you know, right, that right. kind of, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, how are we going to deal with this <laughs> sort of um, moment. Um, and, and the idea was to, you know, the main theme that everybody knows, mm. the idea was to hold off on that as long as, as, as long as possible. Long as possible. Yeah. And it became obvious I had to come in when, when there's a fantastic drone shot of when we, you know, we come into Highclere Castle itself. I mean, that was going to be the moment where the, where the tune had to come it, in. Yeah. So the rest of it was just a massive build up, you yeah. know, to that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Was there something in the movie that was uh, maybe a, a, a challenge that you never experienced <clears throat> on the show? Was there something that uh, maybe it, whether it was a new approach with the, the directing or the editing or anything that kind of was like, oh, this is different? Or, uh, or did it just feel like getting the band no, together? Well, I mean, even the, you know, the director uh, Michael Engler was um, had been one of the directors on right. the TV series, you know. Anyway, so, uh, so it wasn't it was just an like... entirely different. 
approach. I mean, the hardest thing, bit, I think, for me was um, towards the end, there's this massive ballroom scene, mm. and we had to we used a lot of Johann Strauss, the second mainly. Um, and then at the end, uh, uh, there's this beautiful scene where the, the the dancing carries on out into the onto the balcony with the, with Branson and the, his. Um, um, but um, uh, gosh, I've forgotten her name, Lucy. Yeah, right. Lucy. Um, and uh, uh, the idea then at the beginning was that the ball, the, the Johann Strauss would carry on out into the to the ballroom. Yeah. But I'm afraid it just it just wasn't cutting. You know, <laughs> the th it just wasn't kind of romantic and sweeping enough. Right. So I I had to I had to go seamlessly. From the Johann Strauss setting into kind of Downton Abbey style music and take you out onto this fantastic balcony, you wow. know, shot, and um, that was pretty hard doing that seamless because it would have ruined it if you're aware that that was yeah happening. Right. You know, you had to be completely you, seamless, completely yeah. seamless, and you, and 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 maybe by the time you get to the end of the scene, you think, oh. How did we end up? Yeah, wait, there. It's the, kind of one of those yeah, moments. The wait, yeah, when this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Kind of. Um, so, and that was quite tricky to do. Uh, and I, I had to work with. I worked with my conductor and orchestrator to, you know, to do that. So, he, you know, he worked on the Johann Strauss, mm -hmm. and we, we. So we both knew that that was, you know, and when, and then we had an idea where I was going to take over and, right. you know, <laughs> and then I'm not sure if we, I think we might have recorded the section slightly separately because, you know, only because the Johann Strauss has a slightly different orchestration than mine, but, yeah. but, but, but we'd planned it that it was going to be, you know, seamless. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the, the final product is fantastic. And thanks. So I mean, congratulations on that whole journey. And, and I mean, that's such a big accomplishment. And it's been with you for so many years. So. Yeah, it's 10 years now, I that's think, since we that's a, first started working on it. For UK TV, that's a long that is time. Long. Because usually yeah. the series are, you know, one, two series and then exactly. over. Yeah. So it's very, because, and it's one of those. Uh, things that really broke out and just broke borders, and is, I mean, there's a big hit here, everywhere. I mean, yeah, so I know. It, it just resonated with everyone. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's astonishing. Um, yeah, in fact, somebody asked me today how why why that is, and you know, I don't think any. I think it was a combination of things. I think we were just kind of lucky that you know that we had that financial crash. Yeah, you know, people, you know, slightly more uncertain world than before, and uh, you know, and. Um, it's it shows you you know a way of you know some of the things that have evolved from the from the past that mm -hmm. we kind of take for granted now right you know and I think like, oh God of course yeah you know <laughs> we do have this now and um, um, but I think you know it's entertainment it is entertainment you know? and it, it connects but it also connects people it yeah. connects all of us it was so funny on the elevator right up here <laughs> some guys like because you know I have this giant bag coming into this hotel <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah guys like. Oh, do I want to know what's in the bag? I was like, oh, it's just tripods and gear. He's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm interviewing you know, John Lund, composer of Downton Abbey. He's like, oh, yes, my, my house was used in one of like the shots or in an episode of Julian Fellows. Yeah, he came, he was from the UK. And I was like, what? Blimey, <laughs> like, what, what a small a coincidence. world. That's <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> so he was part of, he's part of the show somehow. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's crazy. It's like, just in the elevator coming here. <laughs> um, but kind of pulling back now and kind of looking back at your kind of entire process and approach and everything that you do with your job, what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of your job? 
a part of the process that you really love that really kind of fulfills you? I think to, I think certainly the end of of you know a first episode or the end of the film and you go and quite often you know the actors they don't really see the the, the end process you know mm -hmm. they do the filming and then they're not involved in the you know in the, in the post production whatsoever right. and I I kind of quite enjoy and then you know we might but we might have the first kind of screening like a cast and yeah. crew screening and I I quite I quite like that moment. When they kind of see it, they film. It. They can yeah. share it. I mean, and we all see it for the first time, and and everybody's kind of happy yeah. with it, you know. And you've cracked it, and <laughs> and all and, the pain and suffering is and, over. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've completely forgotten about yeah. that until the next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that is one of the most um, is the, one of the best things about it is um, it is very rewarding that you know that yeah it's incredibly stressful, and then but once you get once you get over that, it's really, you know, very rewarding. Absolutely. You know, and I think I'd miss that kind of if I wasn't doing it. Yeah. That's something that yeah, I, I there's a few there's I feel like there's two different types of composers that I I know a few who <clears throat> really uh John Powell is one who kind of like I can't wait to get to the end as well. He's like he he tells me the writing process, it's horrible, it's difficult and then he's like yeah. but once it's done it's like uh but someone like Hans Zimmer would just be like He'll work on something for ten years if you let him. You know, he's yeah. just like in the process. Yeah. Um, but I mean, some people are some people who like both. You know, they like the whole journey. But I think for me too, just if I'm working on something and it's just like it's done, and it can finally leave your head too. You know, that yeah. that that feeling where it's like it's always in your head. You wake up, it's in your head. You go to bed, it's in your head, and then it's not until like it's finished, and then it's like you're free. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that yeah. feeling, it's hard yeah, to describe yeah. for people who don't, you know, whether you're writing or music or directing, it just is the same process. <laughs> um, and on the opposite end of the spectrum, I know we talked about kind of some challenging parts, but is there, in, in terms of like in writer's block and that blank page syndrome, but is there a part other than that you would find the most challenging aspect of the composing profession? Um... Not, not really. Yeah. No, I. Um, it's it's really just getting that that first spark of an idea. Yeah. And one generally, once I've got that, I'm I'm off and running. Yeah. And and funny enough, I I don't listen to other music when I'm in really? that that zone. Yeah. Maybe. Trying, you know, I'm trying. I'm you know, I'm I'm really concentrated and. Uh, I find listening to other music quite distracting. Mm. It doesn't mean that, that, you know, I haven't kind of been wandering around and heard something and gone, oh, God, that's quite interesting. I wonder if something like that would, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, you know yeah. so I have done that, things yeah. like that. Um, you know, and I still listen to a massive variety of, of, of different music. Um, do, you, do you try to listen to other scores or you just try to Funny enough, out? I'm not that, I'm not, one of those composers that that really uh, divorces the music from from the film. Mm. I find in most cases, I find. I mean, some of them are more successful than others, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not that massive a fan of performing the music away from the from what from, it was from, written from, for. for whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't listen to a lot of. Um, I, I would very rarely listen to music from a film entirely on its own. Mm. I might think, oh. 
that amasty. You know, for instance, I just watched Chernobyl. Oh, Somebody yeah. told me they kind of, you know, the music was really interesting. You know, I didn't go to Spotify and listen to the soundtrack. Right. I need to see how the music was used. Yeah. In the, you know, oh, Hildur, in, in she the did film, a fantastic film. job. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a brilliant film. You brilliant. Know, brilliant. Miniseries. Yeah, miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever go back and listen to your own stuff? Um. Whether it's just by chance, like, would you ever go back and watch like a few episodes, season one of uh, Downton Abbey? Well, funnily enough, I actually listened. I, I actually went back and, and watched the whole six series. Oh, to can't, yeah, yeah, because I just had to remind myself a of you know of what I'd done, and just had and also the way how the music functioned mm. in, in the show because you know doing the, the the music in like the Last Kingdom is a very different thing, it's a very different function. Absolutely, you know. Um, uh, do you become critical? You're like, oh, why I should have changed that, or uh, do you? Or do oh you, yeah, yeah. Is it hard yeah, not yeah. to? <laughs> but then there was also some stuff, you know, from like series one and two that I'd completely forgotten about that we'd used. And I thought, oh my god, why didn't you know? Why didn't why, why didn't that kind of you know, yeah. you know, carry on you know any further? Um, Absolutely. And I think, I think one 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 failing I do have, I think, as a composer is that um, if I'm working on a series, I do like that process of, of, of uh, expanding and, and, and you know, um, evolving the material. But unfortunately, I have to, I find, eventually I find the ultimate version yeah. of it. Yeah. And once I've done that, then I can't, it just doesn't evolve any further. And right. I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. You know, kind of. <laughs> So. Absolutely. Um, so to kind of finish, th uh, to wrap things up, uh, just kind of a fun question. If you could uh, do any other profession on a film or TV set, behind the camera, in front of the camera, acting, directing, grip, craft services, what, what would you like to take a stab at and give a test, give a try? Other I think I'd probably be quite good at editing. Editing? Yeah. I yeah. mean, probably, probably because... Uh, the editing is so important to my. I've got and got in. I can tell when something's well edited, yeah. you know, and that sort of timing between things, and and uh, you know, there's a massive part of the storytelling in the, in in the way something's edited. For sure. Um, well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, you can I pull. Doubt, a, you can, I doubt it. But. You can pull a John Ottman, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, he won his Oscar for editing, yeah. but he's a composer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's never. You can never say never. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, John, uh, thank you so much for sitting down tonight. It was such a pleasure to sit with you and pick your brain. And I'm thank you, kind of your was, music. No, so. I really enjoyed that. Absolutely. Great. Thank Cheers. you so much. <laughs>